Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. What did you just say? You have 41 beautiful degrees. Old Sal, old Sal is beginning to do. Will he do? His job. Welcome back, Connor. Way to stay on brand. Yeah, were you part of that debate? The, the debate off the air Let's when they talk about who's the franchise player out there with Judd and Reavers and Mackey? No. Were they talking about Case Keys? I know. We, I were, lost interest. we were talking about the newly acquired uh, or newly signed uh, Logan Morrison by the Minnesota Twins. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, tell us who that is, Reeves. Uh, first baseman, played for the Tampa Rays last year, had kind of a career year with 38 home runs. Uh, I just said, is it fair to look at that one blow up year under suspicion? And he said, absolutely. So, it, what does that What do you guy? mean? What do you mean? You were looking at that year under suspicion? Well,. His previous, what, six, seven years, he had averaged around anywhere from 15 to 20 home runs. But last year he had 38? Yeah, just... Well, then then the graph is climbing. Well, I just look at that What'd they have to pay him? uh, Well, he he got a uh, $5.5 million salary, a $1 million buyout for next year, so essentially he gets $6.5 million. Um, if he reaches 600 plate appearances, he gets a a second year at eight-something. You know what, then? He's a bargain. Yeah, it's. I I don't think it's a bad signing at all. I think it's a pretty good signing. <clears throat> the Wild are hot. Mm-hmm. Timberwolves are uh, questioning uh, the absence of Butler. How long that will be? The girls' state high school hockey is completed. Mm-hmm. Your club got knocked out early. Yeah, that's let. You know what? That'll happen. That's the way it goes. They made it to the championship game the year before. She had a great experience. My that's daughter. The way it goes. They battled yeah. back though. Did they didn't they take the lid lifter to overtime? Uh it was the uh they they almost made it to. They they ended up losing. They ran out of time for that first game and then they beat Red Wing. That Taylor gal from Red Wing is phenomenal. She's a U of M recruit. Is that, are you talking the consolation brackets? Uh that was the consolation championship. I don't pay any attention to <laughs> Well, you figure they lost their first game and then they went any, out. I don't I don't I don't know anything about that. <laughs> yes. I don't know anything about that. It is kind of, you know, you're kind of Where do they play those at Mac You're kind of over there at uh, Ritter Arena. Ritter Arena is a great games? arena. But everybody kind of forgets about the uh and which is which is fine. It you was, should have been here Joe last week when um No, I should. Your 3 o'clock I was partner, in the right place. Well, you're Partner, when your three o'clock partner discovered that the rook was going to be gone for a pretend state tournament game, why is he there for the <laughs> fake state tournament game? <laughs> Leave your don't watch your daughter. Oh. Basically, he was saying don't watch your daughter play. <laughs> so you were off Friday. I was off Wednesday, Thursday. I came in and worked Friday because they did not have a game that day. Okay, and you took grief. Uh, from a guy who's uh, uh, doing his shirt, uh, doing the show with his shirt off, right. from the bleachers in right. Hammond Stadium, and you were getting grief. Huh? Only upset because my absence would force him to do more. Right, right. You inconvenienced. I him. inconvenienced him by attending Why is he my last high school game? daughter's game. <laughs> Why is he watching fake hockey? Oh, it's not fake at all, is it? No. Well, speaking of hockey, I'm going to stay on brand. Okay. 
Uh, do you realize what hockey team is coming to Minnesota for the? Uh, oh, uh, the what do we call this thing? Yeah, I forgot what the name <clears throat> is. I did see that though. This is cool. The the team from uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School mm-hmm. in Parkland, Florida, is headed for Minnesota. Uh, they claimed the Florida State Championship just eleven days after losing their classmates. Uh, after losing all three games in the tournament's opening round and being labeled at the bottom, the Eagles stormed back to defeat two teams who beat them the day before. Stoneman Douglas upset top-seeded Eastlake High School 3-1 to in the semis and then beat Jesuit High 7-4 to in the finals. Uh, the team, uh, they obviously, they have a uh, uh, motive, don't they? They're, they're playing yes. for, for others. They'll be playing in the high school, the National High School Hockey Championship Tournament uh, in Plymouth, March 22, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Mm-hmm. We discussed that in my it's, it's It's neat. I don't know why I'm surprised. I shouldn't be surprised that Florida has high school hockey, but I, I was surprised. I had no idea. Oh, true, right. Well, they got some arenas down Did there. Did it ever occur to either of you to wonder who in the world was Marjorie Stoneman Douglas? Uh, no. It uh, didn't. Before, didn't. Before today? No, well, before the I mean, unfortunate before the, uh, tragedy of no, February 14th. They would have been off the map. I would not have. Obviously, even being a hockey team from Florida, we wouldn't have no, thought about it. No, no, Matt. What are you asking? Matt, when the, when the shootings occurred and we learned that it was at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, by the way, all kids returning to class there today. today. Did it occur to you to wonder, they named the school after somebody named Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. I see what you're asking. An incredible Minnesota connection. I did not know. I've not done my research on that, and I I was not motivated to, but I'm glad you did this under my direction. (laughs) What did you find? Report to me, please. She was uh, a leading champion of saving the Everglades from... Destruction. You realized how crucial the uh, how crucial the Everglades was to the country's uh, what do I want to say hydrology, the uh, country's yes. system of water. The Everglades is the widest river, I believe, in the world. And her book was called River of Grass. Mm-hmm. She was born in Minneapolis. Did not know this. Yeah, she was born in uh, Minneapolis on April seventh, eighteen ninety. The only child. Uh, of Frank Bryant Stoneman. Mm-hmm. So there might be Stonemans in the Minneapolis phone book. What up? And Lillian Trefethen, a concert violinist. Mm. Uh, one of her earliest memories was her father reading to her the song of Hiawatha, at which she burst into sobs upon hearing that the tree had to give its life in order to provide Hiawatha wood for a canoe. She was an early and voracious reader. Uh, when she was six... Wait, Mar- she cried because the... Well, the- it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, that's alerting us to her uh, ecological sensitivity. Ah, okay. She, she, uh, she was hardcore see, from the get-go. Apparently, okay. she didn't want to see a tree lost Got in it. order for a canoe to be built. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and uh, when she was six, her parents separated. Her father endured a series of failed entrepreneurial ventures... And the instability caused her mother to move them abruptly to the Trefethen family house in Taunton, Massachusetts. Okay. And she lived there with her mother, aunt, and grandparents who did not get along. 
and uh, consistently spoke ill of her father, which bothered her. Wow. Uh, and then she uh, ended up moving to Florida and ultimately became a reporter, worked for the Miami Herald, and uh, was a leading champion of the... Uh, she was an American journalist, author, woman suffrage advocate, and conservationist known for her staunch defense of the Everglades against efforts to drain it and reclaim the land for development. Moving to Miami as a young woman to work for the Miami Herald, she became a freelance writer, producing short stories that were published in popular magazines. Uh, her most influential work was the book The Everglades River of Grass in 1947, which redefined the popular concession the popular conception of the Everglades as a treasured river instead of a worthless swamp. Its impact has been compared to that of Rachel Carson's influential book, Silent Spring, which was published in 1962. Her book, stories, and journalism career brought her influence in Miami, enabling her to advance her causes. Mm. Full life, huh? And then, if you if you really read into it, well, I think the Minnesota connections fascinating. Yeah, I I would agree. I did not know that. It's neat to know. Uh, but what is it with you newspaper people? Or, you know, maybe you're not making a lot of money at the paper. You're like, you know, I'm going to write some side books here. How to repair a ten speed bike. Got, or you, how to well, you just hit it. You just hit it because you weren't making any money. <laughs> uh. She enjoyed drinking scotch and sherry. Who doesn't? Well, sherry I could pass. Uh, as friend and neighbor Helen Muir remembered her, she would come up and have a sherry, then I would walk her home, and then she'd walk me back, and we'd have another drink. <laughs> so, there you have it. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Well, where, where are you reading from there? I looked her up on Wikipedia. Oh. I... I you, there are you. You type in. You go to the Google. Yeah. And you go Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, and you can find a wealth of uh, information about this woman, about whom I had never heard. Mm -hmm. But uh, I bet she's uh, obviously she was on the right track in preserving the Everglades. Right. Can you imagine that if it had been drained. That's uh, dreadful. No, that is vital. To obviously it goes without saying, but mm -hmm. that Florida does not exist without that. Uh, well. So there you have it. And then here here we learn that the hockey team, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Eagles, are coming up here for a national high school tournament. Right. Now, that's a tournament I'm unfamiliar with. Uh, I I only knew about it because, uh, was it was it Chorsky Rook that was telling us about the tournament? Yeah. A, a, a while ago. And I, I, that's the only reason why I knew of it either, Joe. Because uh, our state uh, has a, a different class of hockey we don't participate in this. It's like, uh, I mean, we do. There are teams, but our our high school hockey teams do not belong to this. But there's, like, you can play for uh, Eden Prairie. There might be, uh, what do they call it, triple gold or junior gold or something like that. And you can play in those. Uh, it's neither here nor there. But before I looked up who Marjorie Stoneman Douglas was, I assumed it was some... Uh, African American, a female, uh, f uh, that was being honored for whatever work she might have accomplished. Uh, so I was somewhat taken aback. Uh, a to discover that this woman was born in uh, Minnesota, and B that what she's being remembered for and honored for with the naming of a high school was her championing. The preservation of the Everglades. I'm looking at how old she lived. She died at 108. 
We lost she made her it to 108. Wow. What year did she die? 1998? 98, yes. Yeah. Isn't that something? Uh, that is something. I'm glad you pointed that out because I didn't know that. Now I'll, well, that's we'll always why, have that connection. That's why I'm the mayor. Yes, sir. I have to look these things up. Thank you, sir. The high school, a name for Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, uh, opened in 1990, was built in 1990. I'll bet you, I'll bet you that Carl Hyacin, for example, the author, would mm-hmm. would uh, have been a friend of hers. Carl Hyacin uh, has mm-hmm. always been a champion of the Everglades. Uh, I know all of this is neither here nor there, uh, uh, pending the great national conversation on school shootings. Uh, but I think there's much to be learned about this woman. She really had a wide-ranging impact on mm-hmm. uh, uh, civil liberties, the First Amendment, the uh, uh, suffragette, the... Uh, uh, the Miami Herald started the, the, her dad? The What? Yeah. Her dad. Started by her dad. Her dad, I already went through that. He had a bunch of failed entrepreneurial... Where are you getting that? I got it right here. Uh, Douglas arrived in South Florida with fewer than f- when fewer than five thousand people lived in Miami, and it was no more than a glorified railroad terminal. Her father, Frank Stoneman, was the first publisher of the paper that later became the Miami Herald. Well, you got to be kidding me! No. Well, no wonder she got the job. Nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounded like they, she was there from the get go. I'm looking real quick. Uh, right down by a uh, writing career by the Miami Herald. Well, I believe you. No, I no, I, I'm not. I don't think you're taking me to task. I just want you to see to find out where it is. Early life. Uh, it is writing career. writing career. It's that first sentence, the first uh, paragraph. I'll be I'll be damned. Yeah. So it sounded like, and she. It looks like he left for a while and gave her the editorial page. I she want, was a spitfire, it sounds like. It sounds like it. She was only 5'1". And 1990 would have coordinated her 100th birthday. birthday. Yeah. I wonder, given the nature of the academy, I was going to say, I wonder how many of the kids there know for whom the school is named. What, what, mm. and you know what? Maybe I bet they do. Uh, given that the academy is pretty keen on in, in the environmental movement. Probably. And if you, if there's an environmental movement that I could have ever gotten behind, it certainly would have been saving the Everglades, now that I know what they mean, what the Everglades means. Right. It's not a swamp. Right. It's a, it's a river. Right. Uh, that reoccurs in a lot of the Randy Wayne White books. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, congratulations to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. And again, that has nothing to do with this... Uh, Unfortunate national conversation we're having about AR-15 rifles and automatic weapons and semi-automatic weapons. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Okay. A Pennsylvania school district is canceling classes at an elementary school this coming Wednesday because a church down the street is hosting a ceremony for the AR-15 rifle. Uh. Newfoundland, Pennsylvania, World Peace and Unification Sanctuary. That ain't a church. That's you send in an Ovaltine rapper. Right, that's, right. That's not real. World Peace and Unification Sanctuary in Newfoundland is encouraging couples to bring their AR-15 rifles to a commitment ceremony. 
The church believes the AR the AR fifteen symbolizes the rod of iron in the biblical biblical book of Revelation. The ceremony is to be held a half mile from Wallen Pawpack South Elementary School. And so... Uh, Have they gone mad? I mean, a, how stupid are they? In an abundance of caution, the Wall and Pawpack Super is saying, well, I, we're not going to have school that day. <clears throat> the church is a breakaway faction of the Unification Church. It said it planned Wednesday's event months ago, well before the Feb 14 massacre at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Okay, uh Church officials say the weapons will be unloaded, secured with zip ties, and checked at the door. The Unification Sanctuary's leader, the Reverend Sean Moon, is the son of the Reverend Sun Myung Moon, a self-proclaimed Messiah who founded the Unification Church, which is often described as a cult. The Unification Church has distanced itself from Wednesday's event, saying its ceremonies and theology do not involve weapons. Here's my question. Mm -hmm. How tone-deaf are these idiots? Uh, if it was on the schedule, what's the solution? You cancel it. You cancel it and say indefinitely or maybe next September or whatever it is. Not now. Utter B as in I B. I wish we had audio of this guy. See if you can find. That's a groin kick candidate. What that, was the name again, Joel? The, uh, the, uh, the, the church's leader is the Reverend Sean Moon, S-E-A-N, Moon. Sean Moon. Boy, if we could get audio of him saying, well, we had this scheduled months in advance, he could get a groin kick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got the intros right here. Oh, I know. Yeah. But we all groin kicks need to be accompanied by audio. That's right. the... Uh, that's, that's the rule. That's the GL right. rule, yeah. So oh, I'm going to go out on a limb I there and say... It. I think I got it. Really? You guys work on that. All right. We'll get ready for height. You you find audio of this guy. I think he gets a groin kick for being so stupid that he's not smart enough to cancel the damn thing. Just a moment. This, uh, this tune's going out to all those uh, guys out there, those listeners where their their daughter has has won their first MMA fight. Kurt. What? <laughs> Kurt, the guy that plays bass, guitar. Now you have to tell him the story. For John Height news experience? Yeah. Well, yeah. Kurt, yeah. Well, I posted, uh, I grabbed my daughter's hockey bag for the last time out of the car. And I put something on Instagram and Facebook saying. It was very cute. It was sentimental. Yes. No more all this other stuff. Right. And it was just, you know, in passing. And then some people replied, and one reply was, I know how you feel, man. My daughter just won her first MMA fight. Wow. <laughs> I, I didn't understand the same sentiment, and we were just talking about this off the air. But what congratulations is, to Kurt. What does Kurt have to do with that? that it was He's Kurt's, the one that posted oh, it. Kurt's daughter just yeah, won, Kurt's daughter just won okay. her first okay. MMA fight. And, she must be a tough guy. Yeah, let's be nice to Kurt. Yeah, daughter. you better watch <laughs> yeah. it, Kurt. Now, Kurt's going to send me a message wondering yep. why Rook is yeah. talking about him on the air. Right, right. It's sunny and 41 degrees. This update brought Sorry, to you John. by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, and downtown Duluth. Oh, yeah. Don't forget Woodbury, too. Yep. Wild beat San Jose 3-2 to two in overtime yesterday. They're now, uh, they've now won four in a row. Next up, they play St. Louis at the Excel Energy Center tomorrow night. The Wilds' Eric Steele, by the way, is NHL's first star of the week. Had four goals and three assists in four games for the Wild. And the Blues, they just traded uh, Stasny. Yeah. They're they're reeling, aren't they? I th- well, they made a move similar to this last year, didn't they? Uh, the defensemen, they traded everybody. That, oh, St. Louis has given up. Then they ended up rallying and making the playoffs and knocking out the Wild. 
Timberwolves uh, All-Star Jimmy Butler underwent a meniscus surgery yesterday morning, and yes, it was successful. Uh. Butler will be sidelined indefinitely after injuring the knee in Houston on Friday night. Uh, Wolves will play at Sacramento this evening. Uh, you guys talked about it a bit. If you missed it over the weekend, the Twins are signing Logan Morrison. Morrison, uh, Morrison hit 246 with a career-high 38 home runs and 85 RBIs in last season with the Tampa Bay Rays. Contract includes a salary of $5.5 million for 2018 and a $1 million buyout if the Twins don't execute their option for 2019. That 2019 option is worth $8 million and automatically vests if Morrison reaches 600 plate appearances this season. Uh, and just FYI for all of you, uh, Patrick has uh, issued out a <laughs> warning that he will block anybody that uses his nickname Lomo. Yeah. He'll be so, blocked on Twitter. Uh, is he, is this blown. guy anticipated to be the starting first baseman? No, no he'll, he'll be, be the DH. DH. Okay. And he'll spell Maurer when Maurer doesn't play. Yeah. News notes from today. Four people were believed to have been injured, including two critically this morning, after a southbound Metro Transit bus on Nicollet Avenue hit another vehicle that had just passed through an intersection on 73rd Street in Richfield. Metro Transit spokesperson Howie Padilla said the vehicle then hit a northbound-facing Metro Transit bus that had been parked at 73rd. The driver of that bus was exchanging info following a separate minor incident in which another vehicle had sideswiped the bus. Padilla said it's believed there were four passengers in the vehicle, all of whom sustained injuries. Two passengers are believed to be in critical condition. Meanwhile, a pedestrian who died when he was hit by a North Star Line train yesterday has been identified According to Metro Transit, the pedestrian was walking along train tracks west of Elk River just before 6 last night when he was hit. In a Facebook post, uh, post, the mother of Grayson Dow identified him as the pedestrian who was killed. Metro Transit spokesman Howie Padilla said tracks in the area were shut down for about two hours following the incident. Although arrangements were made to transfer the passengers on the train to a bus at the time of the incident, the train's location made the transfer unfeasible. Padilla said the incident occurred in an area without a road track intersection. The train did have the right-of-way in the incident. The Supreme Court is rejecting the Trump administration's unusual bid to get the justices to intervene in the controversy over protections for hundreds of thousands of young immigrants. The justices today refused to take up the administration's appeal of a lower court order that requires the administration to continue accepting renewal applications for the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Program, or DACA. What made the appeal unusual? The administration sought to bypass the federal appeals court in San Francisco and go directly to the Supreme Court. In a brief unsigned comment, the justices said they assume the Court of Appeals will proceed to decide the case quickly. A judge in New York also has ruled in favor of immigrants challenging the end of DACA, and that case is expected to proceed to the Fed. The police officer blamed for failing to enter a Florida high school while 17 people were killed said today he's been unfairly labeled a coward and that he did nothing wrong. Lawyer representing Scott Peterson. Uh, we don't know that. Lawyer representing Scott Peterson, Joseph DeRuzzo, said in a statement that Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel maligned the officer in public statements in which he said Peterson should have gone into the school. DeRuzzo said in the statement that Peterson initially responded to a report of fireworks when he responded and realized there was gunfire, he thought it was originating from outside in the campus buildings. The lawyer said the sheriff's office trains its officers that in the event of outdoor gunfire, they seek cover and assess the situation. He said Peterson took up a tactical position consistent with his training. That officer also took up a tactical position behind a tree with his rifle, according to Ruzo, another officer on the scene. Radio transmissions indicated there was a gunshot victim in the area of the football field which lawyers said served to confirm Mr. Peterson's belief that the shooter or shooters were 
outside, according to the lawyer. Um, clearly, he's backtracking here because of the public uh, outcry in this particular case. But if he truly believed that, this officer, Officer Peterson, if he, if he truly believed that he acted right, then why did he suddenly retire? A day or two after this, uh, this took place. I, I think, from what I read, the basically the the boss told he him was to, voluntold to retire. He, he was voluntold. Yes, I believe. Okay. First Lady Melania Trump speaking out today in support of the students who are calling for action on guns in the wake of the shooting at the school. She said, "In my first year as First Lady, I've also learned it's oftentimes after a tragedy that you have strength and resilience of the human spirit." She said in brief remarks in the Blue Room of the White House. She said, I've been heartened to see children across across this country using their voices to speak out, try to create change. They are our future, and they deserve a voice. Many of the survivors of the shooting, of course, and students around the country have been trying to fight the gun lobby, making impassioned pleas on television, meeting with lawmakers and preparing for a nationwide protest on March 24th, dubbed March for Our Lives. President Trump has called for specific action following the shooting, including comprehensive background checks, raising the purchasing age for some guns to 21, and ending the sale of bump-fire stock devices. You know stand-up desks? You guys know mm-hmm. people oh, are yeah, they're very yeah, popular. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to use them because it's good for your health. You're supposed to stand. Well, <clears throat> what happened? New research suggests standing desks increase body pain really? <laughs> and slow down people's cognitive functions at Boy, work. All you got to do is wait long enough. It'll change. <laughs> mm-hmm. Experts are warning that despite the trend toward adopting the adjustable desk, there's little solid evidence to support their use, as well as concerns they may actually do more harm than good. The devices are becoming increasingly commonplace, but the new study published in the journal Ergonomics has linked prolonged use of standing desks with lower limb discomfort and deteriorating mental reactiveness. I smell the chair lobby behind this. (laughs) Right. Researchers at Curtin University in Australia observed 20 participants working at standing desks for two hours. They, they become fi- dummies? They find <laughs> discomfort significantly increased for the lower back and lower limb regions, which correlates with previous research suggesting standing desk is responsible for the swelling of the veins. And you don't want that because that can endanger your heart. Oh, you don't want a swollen vein. No. Mental reactiveness also slowed down after roughly an hour and a quarter. However, creative decision-making was shown to improve a bit. Professor Alan Taylor said the bottom line is that this expansion has been driven more by commercial reasons than any scientific evidence. So a while ago, maybe a couple months back, I had to go upstairs and work on something for the website with one of the young people that work up there. Yeah. And I walked by her desk and I said, what, what is this? She's like, oh, it's my chair. It was not even, you know, the the yoga ball chair was the, all the trend yeah, to work yeah, on your core. Big, Hard to keep up with but, what we're supposed to do. But this thing was, it was like the size of a Subaru. And I said, well, do you, do you sit on it? Yeah, what do you I, do? Do you live you, in it? Well, that's the thing. Like a tiny house? We're, we're getting too fancy with our uh, with our workplaces. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't stand all they're going to get the swollen vein. Yeah. Got it. And director Kevin Smith revealed over the weekend that uh, he suffered a massive heart attack he tweeted from his hospital bed saying he's okay. Said he was doing stand-up, became nauseous, sweating buckets, and his chest felt heavy. He had a massive heart attack where his doctor told him he had 100% blockage of the left anterior descending artery. That's Ooh, the one that's they the like bad to one. call the Widowmaker. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the director also revealed his father died from a massive heart attack. Uh, the doctor said that it's a good thing he skipped his second show that evening because he may not be with us if he hadn't. Is Dave Dahl available? Yes, sir. Here at the TC 
ACL Broadcast Studio is Sam Ryan with the Channel 5 Weather. Hi, Sam. Sam Ryan. How are you? Oh, hi. Excuse me, Joe. How are you? Good. We are dealing with some beautiful weather out there this afternoon. Temperature right now is 41 degrees at the airport, and the average high this time of the year has now jumped up to 33, so we're doing pretty good. Uh, We might see uh, another couple-degree rise in temperatures before everything's said and done. 43 for a daytime high. Overnight tonight, we will notice some clouds beginning to move in. Temperatures only falling to around 22 degrees. That will be our starting temperature tomorrow morning. Then we'll see partly sunny skies tomorrow and a high again of around 40. The quiet weather continues into Wednesday. Wednesday, partly sunny again. Once again, highs right near 40 degrees. Wednesday night, there's a storm system passing south of the state, but it could kick up some light snow showers Wednesday night to Thursday morning. There's potential there for about an inch of that slushy, wet snow. And we'll cool down just a little bit with temperatures in the middle 30s on Thursday, warming back up into the upper 30s, close to 40 again on Friday. Saturday also looks nice, but on Sunday, we're going to have to watch the potential for another big winter storm Sunday night. And into Monday. A lot of uncertainty surrounding this one. It uh, looks like it's going to bring some warmer temperatures uh, as it begins to move in. So we'll have some precipitation type uh, issues there. Might start off with a little bit of rain, snow mix, but there is potential, depending on the storm track, where some areas across the state could see several inches. So we'll keep an eye on it. All right. Thank you. You bet. <clears throat> Offsite correspondent Jordy uh, uh, informed me of a couple of points. You know, we lost Billy Graham. Yes. Great living American. Yes. He was president of the Northwestern College here for five years. He was only 30 years old when he started in 1948. He was the youngest person to ever be president of any college in the U.S. up to that time. I did know that he was uh, that he was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jordy also uh, reminded me of the Paul Harvey tape show. It would have been his show, right? Paul Harvey's radio show. Uh, Yes, yes. In 1965, when he delivered remarks that have proven to be uncanny. Now, have we alluded to those on the show over the years, maybe maybe Uh, once or twice? Yes, I do recall because I am familiar with this this audio, but it's it's really spot on. But if you believe, as I happen to, uh, that what's happening uh, in this culture is not necessarily the fault of guns, and, and let me throw this out there for the euphorians who are furiously trying to rub the frost off the inside of their windshield with their choppers. Uh, I'm all for making it as difficult as possible, if not as difficult as possible, if not impossible, for uh, uh, troubled 18-year-olds to buy weapons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's raise the age. Let's let's do whatever we have to do. But I I think that the moral and ethical... uh, foundation of the country is uh, has rotted away right yep and i think that for a variety of reasons and many of them get discussed on this show but in 1965 paul harvey of all people did a uh, when you say his name it's almost impossible not to say paul harvey paul harvey paul news and coming brought to you by jiffy time popcorn now paul harvey news <laughs> but paul harvey in 1965 that's 53 years ago yeah uh, did a bit or, you know, wrote wrote a script that he read for himself, and I think it was called What I Would Do If I Was the Devil. Is that what uh, it's Yes, If I Was the Devil. If I Was the Devil. And it's it's uncanny. Yeah, it's really... It's all happened. 
transferring it's all happened. Yeah, transferring it into the uh, the next gen audio machine here. Uh, it's really it's spot on. It's as if he was reading it from today. It's and, just incredible. Yeah, and it it rests my case. Not that Paul Harvey and I have any wisdom of Solomon. I don't know a great deal about Paul Harvey. Uh, I met him once. Uh, he's a character. He asked me a bunch of questions about St. Paul, and the next thing you know, he was doing some Paul Harvey deal about the differences between Minneapolis and St. Paul. I remember Paul. that, yeah. yeah. But uh, it it it, re- it it plays into my belief that, you know, short of getting the super magnet, if you're going to get the guns, you got to get them all. That's my super magnet theory is the only you gotta get way it'll all. work. It's the only way it'll work. All of them. Right. Because I don't want bad guys to have them if good guys right. don't have them. So you got to have a giant horseshoe-shaped super magnet hung above the earth and to get every gun ever made. Boom. And then take them to some foreign planet and melt them, and then you'll have gun control. There'll be no guns. Okay. That's not going to happen. <clears throat> the problem is... We've let too many things slide. Uh, nothing's changed uh, since we had this diatribe on February 15th, a week ago last Thursday. Uh, nothing has nothing is, is, uh, caused me to change my mind that uh, what, what's at the root of this is, a, is the disappearance of moral and ethical integrity, God-fearing integrity. Uh, it's gone. It's gone. It's it's not as though it's not as though while it's slipping away, it's slipped away. It's gone, and uh, and I personally don't believe that guns are is are the reason for that. Right? I just don't think right. that's the reason. Uh, right. For that. Correct. <clears throat> but you, uh, it's just been a constant, constant hectoring, uh, pretty much by news gatherers to. To focus on the fact that uh, uh, people who have guns are themselves evil, and it's the guns the problem, and, and what have you. No, it, I wish it was that simple. It's not that simple, and that's the problem. It's not simple. But let's play the Harvey thing. We don't have time now. We'll have to play it after the top okay. of the hour because I think it's a little over three minutes, isn't it? Correct. And uh, I, I personally find it. It's. Uh, it was. What's the word? It was prescient. Prescient. Uh, that it was clairvoyant. Yes, that's an easier word for me to, to understand. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. What about Reavers? Did he get impression? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Right. He, he's doing impression. No. Like you talk like somebody. No, that's yes, that's impression. <laughs> oh, sorry. You know, I got the Burnsville Tower cam on now, looking at Crystal Lake. Yeah. Does How warm dark? is it? There's a live bug crawling around on the camera. We got bugs out there really? now. Oh, I'm man. shocked by that. You can yeah. find a bug. Maybe you a get, can you get me a bug? Sure, I can get you a bug by three. Really? Mm. What about a toe? I can get you a toe. <laughs> Toes are easy. Need a dog or a cat? Yeah, I got that. Well, so we'll play the uh, Paul Harvey from 1965 yes. uh, in its entirety. I'm reasonably confident that if it has come up on the show before, I don't remember the context, but I'm reasonably confident we probably didn't play the whole thing. Uh, I don't know why we not. would not have, but I don't think we did. And well, I, I don't remember when it came up. And again, I don't remember the context. But uh, now I think it's 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 
it's for certain that we should do that because of the today's society. Oh, it's more apt to hear it today than you can possibly imagine. And and it makes me think back, you know, he obviously thought that 1965 was not that innocent of a time. Mm-hmm. But we look back and we think, well, 1965 was terribly innocent compared to today. Well, you know, Vietnam War was raging. Uh, Make all, love, all, not war. All kinds of cultural changes were taking place, and it caused him to come up with... Uh, with what you're going to hear after we come back after the top of the uh, top of the hour. Got gotcha. you. Uh, check that on the bug uh, on the camera. Uh, it's, it's not a bug. What is it, blood? It's an icon, a little iconic imagery uh, suggesting that there's no volume available on that picture. I thought it was a bug going on. Fail! That's the mute. You're giving, you gave me the hope. Mute, it's 41 uh, degrees. And... The mute button. and I. Uh... Oh, Lord. Don't worry, Sam. Oh, that's going to happen. What insect is this? Right. What, is, who is what these animals, animals is these, mongoose? Who is these animals on the lenses? <laughs> Snoop, I missed my friendship with Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, were, we were hanging. It was short-lived, wasn't he it? He gave me knocks and said, my man, mm-hmm. on his way out. 1,500. Uh, call him my man. It's a, it's a mute button. What is 1,500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 41 degrees.